with you glorifying God. You know, I woke up this morning and I checked my Bible app like a lot of us do. And it said, unless the Lord builds this house, the builder builds in vain. And I was thinking, man, how perfect for us in the middle of the next step of our built series that we know what we're doing here is not in vain. That the Lord is building this house, has been building this house as a family. He continues to knit us together. And I'm just excited to be in family with you guys online and with you right here. Um, with that in mind, would you please join me in prayer? Lord Jesus, we come as honestly and humbly as we know how. And we say thank you so much for all that you've already done, all that you're currently doing, and all that is yet to be seen. Lord, we know in your word that it says that if we would just look, that there will come a day that we wouldn't even believe. We would be astonished by what you accomplish. We wouldn't even believe it if somebody told us about it. Lord, this journey that we've been on as a church, this journey we've been on as a family, there's no way two, three years ago we probably would have said, we believe that that day is coming when, when real change is happening in individuals' lives, when real change is happening in each of our families' lives and certainly us as a community. Lord, we're excited about all that, but we're also aware that there is pain, there is struggle, there is strife in the life of those that we know and love. And so, Lord, we, we lift up the family of Rick Caron, who passed away Friday after just finding out he had had cancer. Lord, we pray for the Cusmano family and the loss of PJ's cousin. We lift up Sharon Davis as she's recovering from COVID. Portia Young, her husband and daughter, all recovering from COVID. God, we pray for Larice Garcia as she's recovering from back surgery, even as we worship you today. And God, our, our hearts are heavy and our minds are full, knowing that we have brothers and sisters struggling globally in Afghanistan and in Haiti and in Louisiana as well. Lord, we know that you are bigger, that you are stronger, and you are more. And we trust you with this service. We trust you with the future. We trust you with our families today. Lord, we know you are the builder. And unless you do the building, we're just wasting our time. So we pray everything in your name because your name has power. Amen. Good morning, my name is McLean Murphy. So glad y'all are here. If you are new, we would invite you to fill out the connect card so that we can connect with you. There's a QR code you can scan. If you're online, you can go to our website. We would love to be able uh, to get to know you better. I have a couple things I wanna tell y'all about. Y'all, next Sunday is the last Sunday we are gonna be here at 412 Zach Street, which is just amazing and crazy. And so we want you to be here. We want you to come and celebrate all that God has done and all that he's gonna do in the future. So you can RSVP on our website uh, to let us know that you're coming. Uh, we can't wait uh, for that special week next Sunday. After that, starting September 19th, we are gonna be worshiping for about a month or so at Wrights Gourmet. And we are so excited about that space. Jeff Mount is giving it to us for free to go and to worship as we continue to work on our interim space at Horatio. His generosity is unbelievable. And we're gonna be doing a, a big tailgate there. We just can't wait. There's a lot of fun that's gonna be had. But we need your help. And so I have a video to kind of give you a sneak peek of why we need your help. This is how you walk, how you walk on water, one foot in front of the other. Never gonna let you go under, just put one foot in front of the other. 
team. So every Sunday that we're there for a month or so, we need a team who's going to set up and break down the room it writes. We had our practice run last Monday. That's what those videos are from. We had such a good time. And so if you can serve one of those Sundays, if you can serve a couple of Sundays, you can sign up on our website, join the team, and we'll contact you. And it's just a fun way to build community with each other and get the room ready for worship. So we hope you'll help us out. Thinking of that, thinking about serving, thinking about giving our life away, it's just a response. It's a way that we can respond to God's love to us. God has been incredibly generous with us, and it's just natural for us to want to respond in generosity back to him. And so something like serving on a rights work crew, setting up and breaking down chairs is one way. Another way is the way that y'all have been so generous with your finances, and so if you are wanting to give financially, we have five ways that you can do so. You'll see the slide now. And just thank you in advance for the ways that you continue to build the kingdom. All right, you can stand with me. I'd like to read a verse from Psalm 40, 16. says, may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. I encourage you as we enter this next, this next set of worship to praise his name. Our Lord saves, he loves, he came, he conquered death, and his love for you is deep, and he's got a beautiful name, and his name is Jesus. So let's sing together. Thank you. 
seems sort of wrong for me to do this, given that beautiful song we just sang, but I can't help myself. Football season! <laughs> Jefferson, would you put the lights on in the house, please, so I can see folks? Thank you very much. Come on up, back up. So, if you are a member of the University of South Florida Bulls family, you're hurting right now. Man, y'all got thumped. I didn't think that was going to be funny. If you are a member of the Miami Hurricane family, you are delusional. And I say that not because I thought Miami was going to win, but they thought they were going to win. Did you hear him on television? This guy comes back to play another year. He thought we were going to play for the champion, the national championship. They haven't played for the conference championship yet. Delusional. I hate to even bring up the next team. But if you are a University of Florida family member, yeah, y'all say that all the time, go Gators. I you're pretty happy because you saw uh, y'all blew them out and you expected to blow them out, but that's not the reason you're happy. You saw what looks like prospects for a couple of quarterbacks, right? So you're feeling pretty good about it. If you're a member of my family, uh, you're climbing out of deep despair. And this is what's happening to me. I'm running, when, when th we're finished having this celebration, this gathering, I'm going to visit with you a few minutes and I'm going to run into my office and put on my war clothes. And my, young, my older son is going to be waiting for me in a truck because I Ubered here and we're driving to Tallahassee. And we just, we just would it be unbelievable? It would be like a miracle of Jesus if we covered the spread. So our Seminole family, and I know you don't care, and I realize that. But I'm the one talking, so I get to say this. I, I know, our Seminole family is in deep pain. <laughs> and all of that's just a playful way because I don't know how. But Gail, my dear, we're, we're brothers and sisters in the same family. The rest of them hate us. So I wouldn't plan, what I'm doing now is not here. It's not here, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Her, next to Gail's is her husband, Mike, who played even in the league for a year. Mike, the big guy sitting in front of you over here with the ponytail, he played in the league. Y'all meet each other afterwards. He played offensive line for the Bucks. Sorry, I had to do it. And um, so Mike played football when the University of Kentucky had its best season ever, came to Gainesville and beat y'all there. And Mike's really happy because Kentucky slaughtered somebody yesterday, right, Michael? Yeah. Okay. Enough. I no more. I no more. A conversation going on in the room with people. Although, if you say something to me, I may say something back. Where was I? Family. Family. See, football families—they're real, but not really. I mean, it's fun, but it's not like real family. For most of us, it's a fun thing that we do, but it, it's not how we decide our things in daily life. It's not a part of our support. It's, it's just a fun kind of thing that we have fun doing, and we call ourselves family. And what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about built and built. <laughs> and what we're going to say, 
beautiful. If you'll notice, the blueprint behind it is of the floor plan of some of what's getting constructed new. That's what all of that is. And you can see it easier when we're singing and the, the background is white. But what we're building, what God is building, is a family. That's the point today. And I'm going to say it even more. I'm going to say it this way. Church is not attending an event. That's not what church is. Church is belonging to a family. And God is building a family. That's the point today. It's a very challenging point. And I hope we'll feel challenged and encouraged. Take a look behind me just to point back to the last. This is the sixth week, and I don't want to block anybody's view. We've been talking about how God is building something that stands the test of time. And God is building a family that stands the test of time. We've been talking about this with the metaphor of a house. So notice what we have back here. We don't have something to represent a foundation, but that's how we started. We said God is building a foundation. And then I'm looking over here and I see that we have the, the framework, like the, the, um, the, the frames here, and we see these things that are part of like the, the God starts to build rooms and walls and such like that, and we have two-by-fours here with stuff that's a part of the nature of our home. And then, and then we said over here you see the, the curb appeal. And what we've been asking is with the chair and the nice plan and the light, if, is that what God is doing, just making the curb appeal good? Or is God doing revealing our character, our heart? We talked about heart and that God's building a new heart in us, a heart filled with God's love and a heart filled with God's compassion and mercy. And so it's not about curb appeal. It's about character reveal. And then we said also that sometimes when you're in the middle of doing it, you're building, and there are going to be people that come after you. You're up on the ladder on the wall, so to speak, building the wall, and people are going to try to knock you down. They're going to resist you. They're going to oppose you. They're going to say, no, no, you can't do it. You'll fail. And we also said that we're going to saturate all of this in Scripture, all of that, the heart, the blueprints, the foundation, the wall, and we're going to read Scripture, and we're going to read and read and read, and I issued a challenge, read the Bible in one year, but I want you to do more than that. I want you to sit on top of verses and memorize them. So we're soaking. God is building a family and the foundation and the framework, the two-by-fours, the, the wall, Scripture, all of that is what God is building us into a family, and family is not, I mean, church is not attending an event. It's belonging. So you can look around the room. You, you don't know everybody in this room, but you know some of the people in this room. And what happens is we come into rooms like this and we gather, but also what we do is we meet on purpose with people in smaller groups so we can do family together. We, we in a sense, move with each other into the family room or the den. You know, out in the foyer, you stay kind of nice and buttoned up and everything's in place. But in the family room, you kick off your shoes, you pull your shirt tail out, you can wear whatever you want to wear. That's what God is doing, turning our lives together into people who are doing life together in their family rooms, their dens, their kitchens around the table where it gets real. And in our family, we love each other and we serve the family. But that's not all. The family's job is to also serve and love the world. 
Next week, we're going to talk about that completely, how we serve the world. I'm so excited about it. I'm already jazzed about next Sunday morning as we think about a move, but as we think about how we can serve the world. But let's stick now to talking about church is not attending an event. It's becoming a member of or belonging to a family. There are two big kind of biblical ideas or concepts that I think lead me to the conclusion that God is building a family to which we belong. And here are the two concepts. This, the conclusion of them is that we are a part of a family and belonging is the issue. The one is this. God is the perfect father of sons and daughters who have been born spiritually. The Gospel of John calls it born again. It means a second time and from above. Born again. God is a perfect father father of sons and daughters who have been born spiritually. That's point number one. And point number two, as sons and daughters, God is putting us together, building us into a family as what? Brothers and sisters. You and I are sons and daughters of the Almighty God, and therefore we're brothers and sisters. Now, it may be obvious to you, but being together and in, in belonging is really challenging. It's really good, and it's really healing, and it's really restorative. And it's what God wants to do. He gets us together like this, and we refuel and we rest. We gather, refuel, rest, and then we scatter to rescue and restore. We love each other and serve the family and its needs. And then we get sent out and we rescue and restore. And then we come back and we do it again. And then we go out and we do it again. And we come back and do it again. We do it in big celebrations like this and then smaller ones where you can talk and get in love and care for each other in more personal ways and really know each other's lives. We gather, we scatter. We gather, we scatter. That's what God is building. And it's really very challenging for us because we have this thing. It's sort of, I don't want to sound too much like a social critic, but I'm going to go ahead and try to sound like a social critic. We have this thing in the Western way of looking at life. We're autonomous individuals. I got it. I did it. It's mine. And I understand but it's sort of like it's the furniture, it's the framework inside us, and we don't even know it's there. And then we, we, we're being asked to take that and set it out here and look at it in light of the fact that we are a tribe. We're, it's a tribal thing, this business about G being Jesus' followers. So I said these two concepts. One is God is a perfect father, and we are sons and daughters who've been born spiritually again. And, therefore, because we're sons and daughters, we're also brothers and sisters, and God is putting us together as a family and growing us as a family. It's called, this family, guess what it's called? Ecclesia, the church. The church, we're in, we've had this drama in our life about a building. And look at this room. I mean, we're saying goodbye to this room, and we're going to have a new room. And so there's a lot of feeling, a lot of, a lot of cool stuff has happened in this room. I get it. 
I've been here 20, I'm in year 24 in this room. But before I was in this room, I was in a different room. And before I was in that room, I was in another room. So I've been in a lot of rooms. And guess what? God is in every one of them. You know what he's doing? Building a family of people who belong to each other. When you come in this door and sit down in this room or whatever room you go to, I want you to feel this way. I feel like I'm at home. I belong here. You noticed McLean said something about serving the family. And she was, she was saying, if you feel called to serve, then help us do the setup and breakdown. And her brother was the last picture, front and center. He had on a blue shirt. You know what? He said, I'm going to be in charge of, the, of all the setup and breakdown. Gant, G-A-N-T is his name, two T's, G-A-N-T-T. Gant Rohrbeck said, I'm going to do it. You know what? He's not doing it because he's on probation. You know why he's doing it? Because he feels at home here. And you know what? He wants other people to feel at home. It's like he's opening the door for our city that other people who don't feel like they have a home can come in somewhere. And you, no one's ever going to know that Gant was there before they got there and set it up. And there, most people aren't going to know that he stayed afterwards to help sure make sure everything gets put back away. But you know why he's doing it? Because he feels at home and he hopes people that don't know there's a home will feel belonging when they come in the door at Wright's Gourmet for a month or so. Man, is that cool? That's what God is up to. So if this is true, that God's the perfect father and he is, and if it's true that we're sons and daughters and we are brothers and sisters and God is building a family, what are you supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Well, this may seem obvious. If you aren't and you want in on this, begin a relationship with Jesus. If you're watching online and you, you don't, you're not sure that you have a relationship with Jesus, if you're not sure, then get sure now. Begin a relationship with Jesus. Just start and understand that you're loved. We're loved by God, and, and God wants us to come to life in the family. We don't do it alone. Jesus is building this beautiful house, and the house is people. And a house becomes a home when, when a family moves in. That's when it's a home. And so here we are, a family. I'm proud of our family. I like our family. I love being here. I feel at home here. I love you. It's just great being able to, and we, we gather and scatter and gather and scatter. I love all of it. And it's not me doing it, though, and it's not you doing it. It's God doing it. God is building the family. And we've had this series, and we've called it Built. And I think Jesus was the son of a carpenter, and he made things. So I think he likes the sermon title series, Built. That, that, I thought that would get a laugh. It got no laugh. So let me just go back to this challenge we have about being individuals. Yes, of course we are. But we've overcooked it. We've, it's overwrought in our Western way of doing things with respect to the reality. I'm holding my phone, but this is my Bible. Scripture says we're a family. Go to the very beginning of the, the Bible. Explicitly, the 12th page, chapter 12 of Genesis. I'm going to make a big family. I get to be a part. You are a part of it. And these are your brothers and sisters. 
So that's what God is up to. God is building this big family. And here's what's really cool. The, the God, the Spirit, builds the family. You and I don't do that. What we do is love and serve and share and give. And God makes the family happen. God, the Spirit, penetrates our relationships and makes us into a family. We, we can't do that. We just surrender. We do have things to do to serve and to love in the family and out in the world. But God's the one that's going to make it happen. And see, that here's what's really cool. Jesus is the master builder, period. Jesus is the master builder, and Jesus is building a phenomenal family. And in the family, you see Jesus' glory in the church. That's, that's fancy language, and I want to unpack it for you now. So Paul, what Paul is going to try to say to us in this powerful paragraph in his letter to the Christians at Ephesus, is he's going to say to us that Jesus is building the family, and Jesus is in the family, and it's about him. That's what it's all about. So let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 3. If, if you have a Bible with you that's yours, great. If not, we're going to have it up on the wall here. The book of Ephesians is really about God's family. It's about this idea of church, ecclesia. I mentioned that word a few minutes ago. That's, that's Greek. And it means ek, the first part means out, and the klesia part means called. So the church is the family that's been called out to do what? To love and serve each other and to love and serve in the world. It's, a, it's people. That's what the church is. And we've been called out to do what we do. And so Paul's writing to these folks that he helped, that he helped plant this church. It's in Ephesus. Ephesus is right in the middle of modern-day Turkey. And Paul writes this letter to him, and it's, it's rich and textured. It's got a lot of big words and, and run-on ideas here, and we're, we're not going to unpack all of those. What I want you to see is that this is about an us, not a me. It's about we, not me. And it's about God's presence, God's significance, God's influence, glory. So let, let's read this. We're going to read uh, two or three verses. I'll say things as I read it, and we'll just have a good time seeing how Paul wants us to know that we are a family. And this is what Paul's doing, praying for them. And guess what? The prayer is still real for you and me today. For this reason, all of what he said in the first three chapters, I kneel before the Father automatically Paul wants you and me and them and everyone else to know that there is a God, an almighty God who is the Father, and you and I are created, period. You didn't create yourself. You were created by an almighty loving Father. And when you decided to follow Jesus, you became born spiritually, and you and I are sons and daughters of Jesus as his followers. And any person who wants to be a follower of Jesus can, right now today, doesn't matter. He says that, I kneel before the Father, and then look what happens next. From whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. You know what that means is? You know what that means? Your surname, spiritually is God Almighty, the Father of the universe. That's your name. My last name is Connor, son of the Almighty God of the universe. So really, that's my last name is not Connor. My last name is Fitz Connor, God Almighty of the universe. So is yours. See, what Paul is saying is we derive our very name, our identity, who we are from the Creator who made us. And he's praying this to help these people understand they're a family. They belong to each other. 
And he continues with his prayer. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you. Now, look, see the word you, Y-O-U. In English, there's ambiguity. And we moderns, we westerns take it as if it's directed to us individually. It's plural. So I'm reading this thing in Greek all the time, right? It's plural, plural, plural. It doesn't mean you individually and I individually don't partake. But it's always about us. We're a family. Almost all of the second person pronouns in the New Testament, almost all of them are plural. Occasionally it's odd, and it's really obvious in Greek. It's impossible to tell in English. Trust me, plural. Paul is praying for and talking about us. Glorious riches, he may strengthen you, plural, with power through his spirit in your inner being. So Paul is talking about how we are made alive as a family of faith by God's presence, God's spirit. It's not something we do for ourselves. So that Jesus, the Messiah, Christ, may dwell in your hearts through faith. I've already said that. This happens when we respond in faith. So there, Paul's idea getting started. We go to the next slide, and he keeps praying. And I pray that you, the church in Ephesus, and all the Jesus people, being rooted and established in love, of course, if nothing else, he means this love, the foundation that we talked about in building the building, rooted and founded. We're talking about construction. We're talking about what makes it possible, what holds up over time. It's the love of God. It's Jesus, the same yesterday and today and forever. Right there is guaranteed that it's the case. That's what our foundation is. May have the power together with all of the Lord's holy people, it says. Sometimes you see the word saints. That doesn't mean you have no moral imperfections, saints. Saints just means people who've also been called out. Saint means the Lord's people. That's called out people. Not perfect people, but people who, have, who belong to the family. To grasp. And now look at it, what we learn together. We learn this not on our own by ourselves, but together as a family. Look at what we learn together. To grasp people, family, how high, I mean how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of the Messiah. We do this as a family, Paul is saying. And how do we know it? We know it as a family. And to know that this love that which surpasses knowledge and then he, he goes on to be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. He's saying to be mature. So there, that, that's, that's that. Now this, what happens next is he sort of gives a long kind of an amen. He says, okay, here's how we're going to finish this up, my prayer. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, in other words, to the God, the Father Almighty, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory, and look carefully, in the church and in Jesus. God's glory resides in Jesus' church and in Jesus, the church builder. Glory. Just stop. That word is not one we use a lot. In Hebrew, kavod, and it means significance or weight or influence and also brightness. And then in, in, in the Greek language, it gets it gets brought over to a word doxa. You get the word, some of you recognize doxology, a word of glory. So what Paul is saying when he uses this word glory, and oftentimes when God shows up, we see bright lights because the God is bright, but it's about the significance, the influence, even literally weight in the good sense of weight. That's what, that's what resides in the church and in Jesus, the church builder. 
that's what we get to do together. We're a family that makes God look really good. Why? Because we love and serve each other and we love and serve the world. Why? Because we gather and scatter and gather and scatter. That's what Paul is trying to say. He's saying gather and he's saying scatter and go give it. Hold the door open for people so they can get in and find a home. There are four generations of my family in the First Presbyterian family. Four. I'm the only one here today. <laughs> Kathy did a wedding of a Tampa man in San Francisco. The man married a woman from San Francisco, so she is somewhere making her way to the airport on her way back. I mentioned already I'm headed to Tallahassee. My son is meeting me in his truck because he went to Florida State, of course. I hummed war chant to him in utero. And... Um, and then we have grandchildren, and Kathy's parents are a part of this church. One, two, three, four. We have a threesome here. No, I don't see the granddaughters, but we go bang, bang, bang. It's all over. Generations as family. Now, we have my family family, but it represents. And in my family family, all four generations, faith has been getting passed back and forth. We've been family with each other in faith, in, in church, ecclesia. They'll call out people. So, yeah, God wants you as a person. He wants you to, to be doing really well. But he wants you to belong, not to attend. And I can hear some people resisting. I can hear some people saying, well, no, 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 that's, no, no. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to give. I can handle this by myself. I don't need anybody else. Yes, you do. We do. We don't do this alone. There are no solo journeys of faith. There are no Christian hermits. We belong to a family. God's making the family happen. That's what we're doing when we're together. That's what we're doing when we're scattered. That's what we do. We give and we love and we serve each other. And then we love and serve in the world. And the world just means out the front door, your neighbor, somebody in your family that doesn't live with you, somebody at work, somebody at school. That's what we do. God builds us best when he builds us together. A stunning illustration of that, the recovery movement. Try to get sober if this is a journey you're on by yourself. I mean, just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Most people need help. They need to be a part of a family that helps them. They, they need someone walking alongside them to battle this difficult thing. We don't talk about life groups at this church all the time because we want to fill up your evenings. <laughs> That's not it at all. It's because in groups of 5 and 6 and 8 and 12, you know what we can do in those groups? We can be transparent. We can be vulnerable. We can be authentic. We can heal. We can care. We can celebrate. We can restore. That's what happens when people spend time on purpose together, being family. And that's what God is building, a family. Transformation takes place when people spend time together on purpose. 
I told you I'm excited about next week, and I am, but I'm also excited about what's next. We're going to have a family dinner. Want to be a part of it? McLean's going to join me up here. Just some housekeeping. There are gray bowls in the floor for you to discard after you're finished. And each one of you is going to come up in just a second and take one of these. There's bread and the little side. We'll all wait. When everybody has it and is back at their seat, I will say some words to remind us of the meaning of this. Then we'll all take the bread. And the same way, we'll also then flip the thing over and take the juice that's in here. Uh, this is not wine. It's grape juice that's in this. Family dinner. Here's what I want to say to you about it. If you get up out of your seat and come forward, and that's what I want you to do, what you're saying is, I belong. What you're saying is, Jesus is putting us together as a family. You're saying, Jesus, I'm making my home with you and with your people. That's the meaning of what we're about to do. You know this part? He was betrayed. And on that night, he took a piece of bread and he broke it and he said, I'm going to be broken tomorrow for you. Why? So that you could live as my family and serve and love in the world and each other. And he took the cup, had wine in it, and he said, this cup, same thing as the bread, my blood's going to be spilled for you. Why? So you can be bound together as a family. And you're going to live together and you're going to love and serve each other and you're going to go out and serve the world the way that I have served you and the world. We're only giving to each other and to the world what we have received. Friends, when we eat and when we drink, we're just jumping up and down saying, I belong. Thank you. I want to be on the rescue team. I want to be rescued myself. So feed on Jesus in your hearts with thanksgiving. Be rescued. Be restored. Become a healing healer. Inviting you now from the front row for just to come forward and take one and then return to your seat and we'll all wait and take it together. a sign that you are with me.
sins, the body of Jesus, broken so that we could be put back together again. Brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, the blood of Jesus shed so that God could make us into a new family. Let me pray for us. We thank you, gracious God, that you make a place for us. We have a home. It's in your presence. It's with your people. You're building something exciting, and we're a part of it. We get to love and learn and grow together, and we get to open doors so others can come in and find a home. Oh, that's what we want to do. That's who we want to be. Gracious God, thank you that we don't have to do this alone. It would be overbearing. Thank you that we are your people. You are our God. You are our Father. Thank you that you feed us so that we then have life to share. All this gathered here and then scattered out into our lives today, tomorrow, the next day, all because of Jesus who gave everything he had that we could be brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. Amen. Go in peace, my friends. Get out there and get amongst them. Scatter it all over the place. What do you say?